Hello everyone, welcome to the Logos Project, this is your host Dom. In this episode, Sam and I talk a bit about sacraments and the nature of Christianity. I honestly, when I saw the picture of Doug Forsett, that's right behind you. How funny was that? <laughs> it was hilarious. So for those of you he who just don't so know. so happy to be there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So Doug Forsett is a character in the show, uh, The Good Place. And he's basically this random stoner who figured out 95%. Was it 95? Ah, Maybe 97? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Let's say 97% of what happens after you die according to the show and so sam thought you know hey dom studies philosophy and theology so he bought me the picture of doug for set you're basically doug for set <laughs> you're just getting it all sorted out except yeah no drugs yeah no just, drugs. Uh, yeah just booze whiskey whiskey yeah i feel like you have to drink to be a good catholic um so i was talking to phil about this actually communion holy cow i yeah. just put all that together well you don't have you do to have to drink Not, you do have to drink a priest does you actually do- Wait, but, for real? Yeah, the, the faithful doesn't have don't have to. So that actually is interesting because um, in the species of the bread and the wine, the full Christ is present, body, soul, divinity, and humanity, right? So uh, body, soul, that means humanity. So that was kind of redundant, but his divinity too, right? So his the entire Christ is present in both um, elements. So if you have one element or both, right, at that either way, you're having the whole Christ. The reason why you would have both is for a symbolic reason right but not a substantial Sounded one kind of it's not right a little now. bit protestant Sounded right kind of protestant right but now. because it's substantially christ presence you only have to have one you see how that works why does the priest have to have both um that's part of the, so because it's part of the liturgy well so, yeah but it's a little more than that like in the sacraments uh aquinas would kind of explain this a little more you have uh the matter and the form of the sacrament itself mm-hmm. and so the uh, the matter of this of the Eucharistic sacraments must have both species of bread and wine. That's the material for the sacrament. The form is the words of the priest. So it's not because the body of Christ and his divinity, right, his humanity and divinity are fully present in both species that you can separate them and do what you want because the sacrament for it to be valid requires both to be present. Does that make sense? Both to be present, but you don't have to consume both. That's right. Yeah. Um, but the priest does. So because the, it's part of the liturgy, though. That's so, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. But the liturgy would be like basically the matter. Uh, not not the matter. The elements of the liturgy is the matter. The form is like the structure of the liturgy, the words pronounced, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I could be corrected on a few distinctions so, there. Wait. So a priest can't take communion <clears throat> when he's like in sin, though, right? Well, so he should go to confession before he says mass. Do you think they ever just like pull a Bill Clinton? So, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the, unfortunately, there are priests who, um, because maybe of a lack of faith, they don't believe what they're doing, which is, you know, horrendous. But um, I'm not going to judge him. Eek. Well, I mean, I am going to judge him. I don't know who they are. I won't judge people. I'll judge uh, that character. Yeah, yeah, that caricature of Th- There you go. That, that negative archetype. But anyway, so th- the thing about the sacrament is that what do you mean, those people? <laughs> uh, but the thing about the sacrament is that the priest, if he is in sin, in, in the mortal sin, and we can get into that, but and he does celebrate the sacrament, you know, part of that celebration is consuming the Holy Eucharist. If he does that, he commits what we call a sacrilege, right? Which in uh, 
a regular layperson who receives communion in the state of sin also commits a sacrilege. Sacrilege is desecrating something sacred, mm. right? Doesn't mean that the the mass is invalid, that the transubstantiation didn't take place. It just means that he's profaning what it, what is taking place. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. but well, so when I said Bill Clinton, I meant the whole I didn't inhale. <laughs> <laughs> So they could just like go to pretend to sip it, yeah, and then not actually, and then they're good. No, um, well, <laughs> the wait, so wait, wait, so but yeah. if a priest, well, if a priest uh, uh, executes like a marriage, right, mm-hmm. and then they decide that the priest was not in good standing with the church at that time, could not validate yeah. the marriage. So that's a great question. Marriage is a little bit different because the no, because the 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 marriage is not administered by the priest. It's administered by the spouses. So the spouses are the ones who administer the sacraments to each other. But with the Eucharist, it's the priest who Why do you administers. Need a priest so the a priest thing? is is there as a witness of the church. Now what that means is that <clears throat> the priest isn't the one administering the sacrament, but he is the necessary witness for the church's approval to say, yes, this is recognized by the church as a legit marriage. Does that make sense? Because if there's no priest, who's there to know that the spouses were fully consenting and present? It's kind of like the arbiter of, okay, we have a structure for this. You know, I, anybody could, you know, I haven't seen the movie, but take uh, the The Hangover, for example. You wake up, you're like, oh, oh crap, I'm married to this person, right? Like that's not a valid marriage because there was no consent, no no willful consent in, in your right mind. Does that make sense? I mean, the last part does. I just I don't see how that applies to the the way that applies is that spouses could be married outside of the Catholic Church and it would be a valid marriage, mm-hmm. right? The role of the priest is to bear witness to that validity. So what that means, though, is that if you are a Catholic in the church and you get married outside of the church, it's not valid because you're not being fully authentic. And it needs to be an authentic gift of self in view of your Catholicity as a layperson. Does that make sense? So it's like a, a little bit of a lie, right? If you believe what the Catholic Church teaches about marriage and then you get married outside of the Catholic Church, you're not being fully sincere about what it believes about marriage, which is the total gift of self as a sacrament recognized by the church. It's kind of like what we talked about earlier about Protestants and Catholics and the difference between the fullness of Christianity and whether they're still Christians or not. You know, of course, Protestants are still Christians, but they don't have the fullness of Christianity. So, but if they knew that the Catholic Church was true and they rejected it, then they wouldn't really be fully, they wouldn't be Christian anymore in a certain sense, right? Because they're re- be Catholic. <laughs> no, they're rejecting the Catholic Church. What I'm saying is if you believe the Catholic Church is true, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't reject it, right? That's not true. Uh, no, some people. It's not not true. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Some people are like, yeah, this is true, but uh, uh, you know, they're angry at God or something. And you actually, I think you see a lot of this. Um, but the point being, though, is that that element adds something to the Catholic marriage, right? And that's the witness of the Church. And so that's why the priest does require jurisdiction for the marriage to be valid, because if it's a priest not in good standing with his bishop, then it's an outside of the Church marriage for Catholics who believe in the Church. So there's a contradiction there. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you brought that full circle. Nice. Yeah. So So the point being is the spouses are the administrators of the sacrament, not the priest. But it can still be annulled. But because if, the, if what? If the priest if the priest is not in good standing with the church because yes. then technically yeah. it's not a Catholic marriage. Exactly. But if you're Even outside that was the their church full intention if, and consent, which is it's still kinda weird to me, but I guess I it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It. If you're outside the church, you can still have a valid marriage. Yeah. 
what do I have to do to officiate a wedding in Virginia? <laughs> what, what do you mean by officiate? Well, I'm Protestant, so we could just pick whoever. <clears throat> oh, you mean, oh, I'm about to marry these people. We're not yeah. Catholics, but we, we're Christian and uh, Protestant Christians, and I want to, you know, what, what is required for that marriage to be valid? Is that what well, you're so saying? I've done several marriages, but apparently it's more, I, I, it, I, I'm joking. I got a wedding in um, yeah. that I'm doing in December. Okay. And uh, apparently the rules are a lot more complicated in Virginia. Like Catholic rules? Negative. I don't care about Catholic rules. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no. So if you're if, if we're talking about Catholic ladies are listening though, that's not true. Yeah. If we're talking about two different uh, two people, right, who are not Catholic, who want to get married, and they come together and they 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 make the vow um, that they will marry this person um, till death do them part, you know, and that they will give themselves fully to that person. They both do. They both make that vow and they mean it and they get married, then that's a valid marriage outside the church. It needs to be, uh, um, it needs to become licit. So the difference between valid and licit, valid means the, 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 the act was accomplished. Licit is whether it was supposed to be accomplished or not. You see what I'm saying? So when, let's say that couple be, decides to become Catholic, they need their marriage to become licit. It needs to be recognized by the church. Does that make sense? Does that mean you get to celebrate two different anniversaries? That's a good question. No, just one, because the marriage only happened once, but it's becoming now recognized by the church. It's now it's no longer an illicit marriage, um, and you know, conscience and 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 knowledge, uh, like uh, whether they knew about this or not, whether you know that plays a a role in in, in the entire situation. But um, yeah, if you become Catholic and you're already married, uh, you need to get that marriage uh, to be recognized by the church, um, which just means you're in, in good standing with the you know. The, the church. I mean, one 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 way I like to think about the church, and I got this from D.C. Schindler, who got it from Earls von Balthasar, which is that Christianity. Actually, I'll just ask you, what do you think Christianity is? It's a tough question. So not a rhetorical question. It's I don't. Are think you it asking is. me what? Yeah. What, what do you I think, think Christianity, Christianity is? is? Yeah. I think Christianity is a. I don't want to use the word religion because that seems too easy, I guess, in this context. But it's a, uh, mm-hmm. it's basically a way of life in which you are looking to align yourself with Christ and his intention for your life. Gotcha. I, so I hope you don't mind if I kind of like – Well, I mean that was a pretty dis- Protestant answer. Yeah, I, mean, I think it was. But yeah. and ex- which that's is, normal. I mean it's not yeah. out of line with I mean, what I think. Yeah. So. yeah so, I did it on purpose, Tom. <laughs> my problem with this, and I think you would nuance me out of what I'm saying, so bear with me. My problem with that is it sounds too much like a – a personal, private decision about how you see the world and how you align yourself to that meaning. But it's not necessarily a statement about the reality of everything of the world, right? Whether you believe it or not. Now, I know you would nuance that, right? But uh, the way I would define Christianity would be that uh, the way Balthazar does, which is it is a form. So what's a form, Right, a form is what gives something its essence. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So, we talked about this, you mm-hmm. know, before. So, if Christianity is a form, it's the form of the church. And what is the church? The church is the world. It's the playing ground where all interactions take place. So, in other words, people think of like the secular world, where religion is a player in it, right? So this separation between secular and religious. Uh, 
But instead, it's the world. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'll finish with this. I didn't, I didn't actually do it. Okay. Speaking of which, uh, real quick, since yeah. we have a pause here. Yeah. Um, are you seeing the two different microphones appear in two different places on the screen? I, Excuse I you should am. be able to separate them. That's so, right. So that's the beauty of the two microphone thing. That's like the most important piece, right? Mm. So if I'm breathing while you're talking, you could just I cut can, it out. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing to add. Did you know that, you know, those big like sliders in movies when they're like, and yeah. scene, and they like, yeah, or, or action, action. Yeah. yeah, and then they clap it so that they can align the video with the audio. Oh, I did so not like, know oh, that. Make the clap line up, and then you know. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, you're welcome. Cool. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just want to conclude on this because I don't want to go down this rabbit hole so, too much. Yeah, so, all right, so Christianity is a the form, form of... Yeah. Of the church. Of the church. So the church includes Adam and Eve, right? Um, But they fall from grace. So they kind of – there's uh, an aspect of the world which basically doesn't live up to the reality of the good creation. And so you kind of have this division – uh, between the 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 concupiscence of the of the world, so like basically, First uh, John two sixteen talks about the the threefold concupiscence, and that that is from the world and not from the Father. So you might say that's the kind of aspect that rejects the church, that rejects the full reality of the world. Like think of 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 lust is always an easy example. When you look at a woman with lust, you know you're not looking at her in the sense where you fully see who she really is in all her subjectivity, you're, you're diminishing her subjectivity and making her into a mere object. So what you're doing is you're, uh, when you look at the world that way, you're taken away from its full authenticity. Does that make sense? So that's what sin introduces into the world. And so the, what I'm saying is that the church is, uh, it, Christ is basically like the, the center from which it emanates, but it goes back in time and forward in time. And what it does is it gives, uh, it's the form of God's good creation as as innocent, uh, original innocence before the fall, and then as redeemed in Christ after the fall. So my point being is that you can't separate um, you know, the secular from the religious. The secular is part of the religious, and people are try to separate it by reductively seeing the world in in the way it actually is not. So what that means is that when I say Christianity is a form, it's basically the world as being redeemed, but it encompasses all of it. So therefore, Christianity is not merely a subjective opinion about how I should live my life and listening to this guru, this philosopher who lived 2,000 years ago. He's a wise teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus wasn't, you know. I will show you the way. <laughs> yeah so i'll conclude with that that christianity is a it's a reality the way schindler puts it he says it's it's a real symbol ah, and, i like that yeah, yeah, yeah and he attaches the words he doesn't he doesn't separate when the words schindler live? he's alive today oh well <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah when did scott hahn live <laughs> just but yeah he's a great philosopher i just started reading him oh okay okay <clears throat> you you hear the word philosopher and you clearly i read, also I read modern theists and philosophers as well but yeah you hear a philosopher and you always think they're like this ancient person. yeah like they lived 1500 especially years if it's ago. somebody i'm not familiar with yeah i don't really i just assume that yeah yeah usually i'm always talking about the dead by, ones. yeah you know whatever <laughs> speaking of which there's a movie coming out that i'm hoping will be good it could be trash so i'm not endorsing it but it's called the green knight the green knight yeah it oh, looks good so familiar uh it it it's based off of the 
medieval tale. I think it's a yeah, it's a British tale. It's connected to the tale of Sir Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table, and it's basically a tale about Sir Gawain and the Green Knights. I can't remember. I'm butchering it. The point being is you can look this up really easily on Google or on Why does IMDb. that sound so familiar? I feel like I feel like there's Where's, a girl actually explaining this to me. Was is it like a book? Sir Gawain and the Green yeah, it's Knight. Yeah, well, it, it's a medieval tale. Um, let me look it up real quick. It's right here on my phone. So I don't know. It might it might be trash, but it looks good. Um, it's a fantasy retelling of the medieval story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. That sounds intimately familiar. I don't know why. Yeah. So uh, Tolkien translated um, this tale, as far as I understand, and the director, being keenly aware of Tolkien's influence and the fact that he translated this uh wanted to give it a tolkien vibe i don't know if he'll live up to that because it's not always easy i mean everybody's gonna be short what do you mean <laughs> like the hobbits is that what you mean <laughs> that's a joke yeah <laughs> that was a bad joke i could do better i swear it's like 11 o'clock <laughs> it is I'll, I'll have to let you go but um no you know, i, I want to keep talking i forgot how much fun this is yeah so what it, what it what it does mean is that you'll have to come back sooner rather than later dude i'm the worst yeah, I well, will like, not look, deny nor confirm. Look at what I helped create. No, I, dude, I'm so grateful. This is so awesome. For for the listeners, Sam built. I helped him a little bit, but he built my bookshelf for all my tomes. Sit. We got, we got. I bought you microphones too, but you don't use them anymore. So whatever. Yeah, man, I bought new mic. You know, cool. I probably didn't even need to buy the new mics. Which, uh, you mean? Well, so we couldn't get those ones to plug in, though, right? We I bought like all these different adapters, but honestly, it was still a good call to get them because this is way more simple. And they're nice, yeah. And dude, make it simple. simple yeah, as, uh, yeah, yeah. And the cords not all over the place. Yes. Look, all those cords you see right there, they were all over the place. And now it's just one single straight cord. Yeah, this is dope, dude. Yeah. And we could, uh, you know, what I could do is uh, we could velcro this to the side and get it out of exactly. Your way. Yeah. And then yeah. It'd be, you'd literally just have a mixed panel here, and you could just turn it up or down if you wanted. And then you have all your desk space, your desk space back. That's a good point. Yeah. No, I think that's a great diggity, idea. Diggity, diggity, dope. And I have some Velcro. I mean, I don't know if I have the kind you're you're talking about, but but yeah. So to bring it full circle, we we randomly started talking about sacraments. Then we talked about Christianity. And now we're talking about Sir Gawain, Sir Gawain yeah. and the Green Knights. Yeah. So the point yeah. being is that Jefferson Davis. Sacramental theology is interesting, but it also ties in. So we talked about sacraments, and we talk about Christianity. The way it ties in is that if Christianity is a real symbol. It means that it gives uh, – it's the form of reality in a certain sense, of redeemed reality. So it's not merely an opinion that is adhered to. It's a reality that, in which you can be incorporated through allegiance to the center of it, which is Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? And so the sacramental theology flows from that. Right? The sacraments are spiritual realities made present materially. And therefore what comes along with that is how that works. And that's where you get the theology of St. Thomas with matter and form. Mm-hmm. Who is it that officiates the sacraments, right? So the priest for the Eucharist and the spouses for marriage. But then, it, you know, can you just do whatever you want and use sacraments however you want? No. So there's jurisdiction. And then you get into the, the way the church works and its Jewish roots. But we didn't get into that. But uh, But the point being is that's all connected to what Christianity is. And we want to move away from this kind of modern understanding of it being an opinion or a belief and move rather back into its understanding of it being the structure of reality in which we are incorporated. Because Paul says in Colossians that Christ will be all in all, which is literally what I'm getting at. Christ encompasses all of it, right? It's God becoming man, the cause becoming the effect and transforming it. So Christianity is, is at its deepest roots sacramental. 
And so that brought us to good storytelling, which I don't know how that relates, but uh, that movie that we're going to go see. <laughs> I'm trying to tie it together. But we got to go see it, though, when it comes out. I'll have to see when... Uh, I think it comes out end of July. Well, that was a good talk, Sam. Thank you oh, for yeah, inaugurating this well, setup. We have some freaking sound bites for you. Yeah, no spots.